0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. (laughs) Hey guys, here we are. The playoffs begin on Sunday because the Bears are in win or go home mode for the rest of the season I mean and even God forbid if we make it into the playoffs I mean we can't lose a game from here on out or at least we can't afford to I know there are scenarios out there that say if we you know like if we win this week and next week against uh, Minnesota and Jacksonville but lose to Green Bay which is the most expected um, we still have a chance at Uh, nine and seven or eight and it would be eight and eight actually if we did that way we would still have a chance but we would need Arizona to lose a couple of games obviously Minnesota would have to would have to lose another game or two or something like that uh, as well so but there there are paths to the playoffs without going perfect but best case scenario is if we win out I don't think anyone could keep us out so um we got to keep winning if uh if we want to see the uh the postseason. I know some of you, you know, don't want to hear that. You want us to finish tanking so we can have a shot at one of these quarterbacks. I don't think that we're ready for yet uh, or anything like that. So, um, you know, deal with it. I just just I don't want to watch my team lose. I would much rather see them make a run uh, for the playoffs and, and things like that. Let the offseason and the draft work itself out uh, when we get there. I mean, right now, who even knows what Who's going to be making those decisions right now? I mean, who the hell knows? If we lose on Sunday, then we're back into you know we're back into the into the mode of uh, you know uh, thinking about the 2021 and the off season and draft stock and blah blah blah. So you know we're on a week to week ebb and flow with our thoughts and, and uh, ideas about uh, the future uh, when it comes uh, with this team. So. Lots to get to. Today we got injury reports, we got news and notes, and obviously we have keys to the game. So let's dive right in. It's the Week 15 preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground, so let's get to it. Hang up the I hear the out loud five weeks ago when these two teams met, it was 5-3 Chicago versus 3-5 and five. Minnesota, and uh, in the <laughs> four or five games since then, we are even Steven, both sitting at six and seven. So that means that the path for Minnesota was a bit brighter than it was for Chicago three and two for Minnesota, one and four for our beloved Chicago Bears. And that one just finally coming this past Sunday uh, with a win over the Houston Texans. What's going on, everybody? Larity back, the deep dive preview for week 15 of the Bears Talk Underground. And like I said, we got some news and notes here we'll get to in just a second. Keys to the game. We had the injury report uh, with some very interesting uh, names on it. It makes you kind of wonder what we're in for uh, on Sunday if some of these guys don't play. Uh, One name in particular that I'm kind of worried about, but uh, we'll get to that here in in just a moment. But um, real briefly, uh, I mentioned in the open, um, you know, we're in playoff mode. Uh, right now we're we're in in winter go home mode somehow after losing six games in a row we're still in the playoff discussion we're on we're you know I think technically we're number nine because of uh, the head-to-head uh, with Minnesota uh, they beat us the first time around so they're eight and we're nine but basically we're tied for that spot if the Bears win uh, I think we have a better conference record and you know, we're even on the. Uh, I think that becomes the tiebreaker after, um, if we win on Sunday, you know, even out the the series. Then uh, I think it's the tiebreaker that, uh, or the conference record or something like. I do believe the Bears jump ahead of Minnesota if we win on Sunday. But um, well, I mean, obviously we'll jump ahead of Minnesota because it'll be a game better than them. We'll be seven and seven. They'll be six and eight. So. Let me just stop <laughs> theorizing on how that would work and, and, and everything like that. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a plausible thing. It's crazy as it sounds, but it it's so 2020 twenty. Wouldn't you agree that uh, even after the Bears basically lose all of their midseason football games, we still have a shot at the playoffs if we win these winnable games left on our schedule. So uh, it, it's. It's crazy that a team like the Bears might sneak in. It's crazy that a team like Washington uh, is starting to play like a team that nobody would want to see in the postseason right now. You know, they whooped up on the Steelers last week. Uh, They stomped a mud hole in the 49ers this past week. Chase Young is looking like a defensive rookie of the year, Uh, you know, uh, candidate and things like that. And Chico Rivera's got these guys playing some good football. And much like the Vikings, after starting one and five like Washington did, they're six and seven, which uh, fortunately for them is good enough to be in first place uh, in the NFC East by a game. Because second place in uh, the NFC East right now is five and eight, uh, which is a record, which is what the Giants are, and I think the Eagles are five seven and one, and uh, the Cowboys are four and nine or something like that. It's it's just a cluster, you know what of a division. Over there, but six and seven is good enough that uh, the the uh, the Washington football team sitting at the four seed uh, on the cusp of making a playoff run um, after starting one and five. So um, it's it's just a crazy turn uh, of uh, you know of how things have gone uh, in 2020. And and as crazy it sounds, it's just this is what makes sense. Like the stuff that makes no sense is what makes sense in 2020. So the Bears losing six games in a row in the meat in the center of their schedule and still being in the playoff discussion is about as 2020 as it's going to get right there so um you know I'm, I'm excited for this game I've been saying that all week long I mentioned that in discussion with Chris Gates yesterday uh check that out if you haven't had a chance to yet um you know and the number one because we're more we're better equipped to face the Vikings this time around the last time that we played Minnesota on Monday Night Football, you know, unfortunately we were wearing those goddamn orange jerseys, so we're already at a disadvantage because we look like idiots out there on the field. Um, we had our worst offensive line configuration of the season that included um, Rashad Coward at right tackle. Um, it was just an – because I think Mustafa was hurt. Uh, I don't know if Cody Whitehair was back from COVID, or maybe it was like his first game back uh, from COVID, but uh, it's just like w- the, the configuration that we had just, it just didn't work. It was that it's, it was the worst uh, of the worst, uh, you know, in that, um, in that setting and, uh, you know, poor Nick Foles paid the price for it, uh, in every single, uh, phase of the, uh, football game. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We had no David Montgomery. And, uh, you know, like I said, Leadfoot Foles was out there. So when he was under pressure, he's going nowhere. And, um, you know, now that, that, that Mitch is back, he's, he's breathed some new life uh, into the offense. And actually, I've got a pretty interesting news and notes topic that I'll, I'll bring up here in a minute uh, about uh, Mitch's return to the offense uh, and everything. But we have an offensive line configuration that has been working uh, since we returned from the bye. Even in a losing efforts uh, against Green Bay and Detroit, this offensive line has performed for the most part. Uh, David Montgomery is back and healthy and playing the best football he's played in a bear uniform in his short two-year career and like I said Mitch being out there breathing some new life into the offense uh, bringing his superior athleticism uh, to the position um, it, it we're bringing a lot more to the table offensively than we did against the Vikings before and I think that gives us a much better chance to to win despite the setting despite the fact that we're going to be in minnesota where minnesota typically wins in this series uh between the bears and vikings uh and everything like that so it's like i'm, I'm more excited to see what we're going to be able to do uh on sunday now that we're playing with more of a uh more of a loaded gun it's like before it was like russian roulette And, uh, you know, just about every every uh, every snap of the football was a click to an empty chamber. It's like nothing's happening there. So um, anyway, so let's go ahead and get into the uh, into the news and notes here. And um, the first one just. I only really have like two or three. uh, So so this will be quick and then we'll get to the injury report. But Classify this one under the column of uh, what a goddamn waste, man. Um, Lamar Miller signed off of the practice squad by the before mentioned Washington football team. He signed on to their main roster, therefore, he is no longer uh, with the Chicago Bears. And what an absolute waste that was, man. I mean, what an absolute waste. I mean, it just, I know that he's coming off of an ACL injury that ended his time. Uh, in Houston or actually was Miami I think he was with last year but you know nonetheless it's why he wasn't on a football team at the start uh, of the season it's why he was there for the Bears to pluck uh, and put on the practice squad he actually played the only snaps he played all season were in that loss to Minnesota on Monday night because Montgomery wasn't going to play we never saw him out there you know, I think he had one carry for like a couple of yards and he may have caught a ball out of the backfield. So he's got a catch and a run uh, in, in a bear uniform, but that's it. You know, like that, we we never saw him again, not in any game, not in any of the last three games since the uh, bye week. And now after spending, what, seven, eight weeks on the Bears practice squad playing in one game, now he's going to Washington where... And, and they're signing him to the active roster. That's the only way you can take someone off of the practice squad. You can't go from one practice squad to the next. That's not how that works. So he is on the uh, Washington 53-man roster right now, which to me says they plan on using him. So um, God help us if we run into uh, Washington in the playoffs in some weird scenario. But uh, and, you know, And it's the Lamar Miller show just running the football. I mean, wouldn't that just be – 2020 right there uh as well you know this guy that sat on our bench or actually didn't even sit on the bench he sat in street clothes while everyone else sat on the bench and watched the game and he got signed to a team that was actually going to use him and he kicked our ass in the most important game of the year wouldn't that just be so 2020 wouldn't that also be so chicago at the same time so you know like i said what a waste uh you know i was real excited when the bears signed lamar miller especially when we signed him at a time we were really starting to struggle uh in the running game and and you know having miller out there and and with montgomery i really thought could be a really nice uh one-two punch but go figure with Nagy and laser and their fascination with cordell patterson i mean i love cordell patterson too I, I love his his versatility but using him in the running game over an established proven running back in lamar miller makes no sense to me it really I mean it I would love to go to practice to see what Lamar Miller isn't bringing to the table that makes Cordero Patterson a converted wide receiver who's basically kind of the Devin Hester of his era he's a kick returner that's what he is he's a special teamer and a kick returner that's his reputation in the league right now that's where he strives on offense he's hit or miss as far as his big play ability he's just he's got that speed that makes him dangerous but you know that's what makes him dangerous in the in the kick return game you kick the you kick him the football he gets ahead of steam going and he can use his vision to make things happen and i'm guessing that's what Nagy and laser are you know looking for him to do uh in the offense you get him out on one of those power sweeps and whatnot you get him to turn the corner and he'll learn his you know use his speed to kick it up a notch and you know burn the burn the offense but to use him uh, over a, a proven running back in Lamar Miller, it didn't make sense to me then. It's you know, and I know that he's been productive, and I have no complaints about what he's been doing in the offense. It's just if it were me, that's not what I would be using Cordell Patterson for, not at all. So you know, I would have been using Lamar Miller as my number two back coming out of the coming out of the backfield, as opposed to letting him stand around in street clothes, uh, wasting his life. Uh, On our bench, so best to 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 Lamar Miller. I hope he does well uh, in Washington. And um, you know, I'm I'm pissed that uh, that we didn't use him. You know, like I said, I was really excited when we got him because we needed him when we signed him, and then we didn't use him at all. So we'll get what what we deserve on that one, I'm sure. Uh, Speaking of running backs, the Bears had tryouts to kind of replace the uh, void uh, that that Miller left behind. Uh, the biggest name out of the bunch. There were four running backs that came in, and for whatever reason, I don't know what was going on with my browser, but it kept like, uh, kept kicking me back. You know, so basically, of the four names, I don't remember what the other three were, but Spencer Ware, former running back for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, was kind of like the, the headliner, if you will, of the of the names that were, that were brought in for the uh, for the tryout. No word on if anybody was. Signed or if someone is likely to be signed uh, at this point. So, but it's like the Bears are looking to fill in that spot that uh, Lamar Miller left behind when he signed with Washington. And then before we get to the injury report, uh, I saw an interesting headline um, on Bleacher Report today saying that, uh, you know, Trubisky says that the offense is doing the things that he's been asking for. And I didn't really need to read the article, and I didn't, to be completely honest with you. The headline was enough for me. Uh, the headline being, the offense is doing the things he's been asking for. Um, and I heard, I got a little more context with this um, from, from Hogan Johns. I was listening to them, and he said that, uh, you know, that, uh, that Lazer and Nagy were talking about how uh, more involved uh, Mitch has been and, and, you know, having the confidence to ask for the things that he wants there out there uh, on the field. Like apparently it was Mitch's idea to get Cole Komet more involved uh, in the offense as much as uh, Nagy's been bloviating to the, to the press uh, over the course of the season saying, well, we need to get that guy more involved. We need to get that guy more involved. Well, Mitch Trubisky comes back and since his return uh, against the Packers three weeks ago, Cole Komet has been almost a centerpiece of the offense, especially in the passing game. Obviously, and uh, you know he 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 had a, a great game against the against the Lions. I mean, and last week four catches for forty yards, but it's like you know thirty something of those yards were yak yards. Like he made a, a catch two yards out of the two yards out of off the line of scrimmage and and was getting eight nine yard gains. He's he's averaging ten yards a catch. But he was catching three and four-yard passes and digging and dragging guys uh, with him. Uh, it was his idea to use more of the rollouts and bootlegs and play action and look at what our offense has become. So maybe we should hire Mitch to be the coach of the team, you know, because, you know, that saying that those who can't do, you know, teach or those who can't do, in this sense, coach. So it's like maybe Mitch can't be Pat Mahomes, but uh, – You know, maybe he can be the next Sean McVay because apparently he knows what we should be doing on offense because he came in and asked for it and look at what our offense has been uh, the last three weeks. We have the return of a running game. We have, uh, you know, a more involved Cole Komet. And, you know, you heard me say last week, imagine the year Cole Komet would be having if we'd been using him like this from the beginning. You know, it's like, and I know he's a rookie, and this weird 2020 season, these guys – came in way behind, you know, the, the learning curve was steep because of what we couldn't do uh, because of COVID uh, this year. So, you know, b- but it's like, for me, that gets you through like maybe the first four weeks of the season, not 12. Okay. It shouldn't, we shouldn't be three quarters into the year before we finally learn what kind of player we have in our hands uh, with Cole Komet. It's like I get like the first month of the season you know, we're, we're bringing him on slowly and, and so on and so forth. But once you get to be about a month, six weeks in to the season, he's either he's either going to be playing or he's not. And the fact that it took Mitch coming back and asking for him to be more involved uh, in the offense going into week number 12. There's no excuse for that. So, you know, I just like I just want to pat Matt, Mitch on the back. Number one, he's been playing really well since he came back seven touchdowns. Only two picks. All of those picks actually coming in the um, the Green Bay game. So he's been perfect the last two weeks uh, against Detroit and Minnesota uh, as far as his interceptions. I mean, that fumble in the Detroit game, that was a mess. But, yeah, he needs to protect the football. But he was actually about to throw the ball. So there's not a lot he could do uh, in that one. So I, I don't really put that one on Mitch, to be honest with you. I know that I said that before that um you know he did have a pocket to step up in so it's not all on mitch you know that, that's just anyway um so yeah kudos to to mitch he's uh apparently uh listening to the fans or he can see what Nagy and, and laser can't see as far as what can help this offense uh click and uh you know i was like i don't know if we should be patting Nagy on the back for finally listening to it or finally realizing it or or what have you Uh, read something today from eric lambert on sports mockery that said um, he's surprised or you know like pleasantly surprised at bill laser's ability to make adjustments drive to drive as opposed to half to half so if something wasn't going right that means Nagy wasn't trying to fix it until halftime he was going to run it ragged the way that it was going until half. T- and it, so, I mean, it just it's it explains so much. And it also explains why Nagy should never be the play caller again. Uh, it, He just he just shouldn't, you know, it, it just let laser call. He's got a better grasp for for doing it. So just leave it where it's at, because um, I think Nagy has done a good job of making it clear that he feels this situation of him not calling the plays is temporary god help me if he makes good on that because i don't want to see it i really don't but um anyway so that's uh you know um, apparently mitch was the smart one that uh figured out what it was that we need to be doing like tailoring the offense to what he's good at instead of mitch just lowering his head and and tr- trying to you know push ahead with uh with, uh, with Nagy trying to f- make him into the pocket passer that he clearly is not. So, Anyway, let's wrap up our news and notes with our injury report. Um, it looks like a shorter list this week at least, uh, so not as many names on the list. Um, start off, and this is the alphabetical order, Dion Bush uh, has not practiced yet this week with a foot injury. Uh, Jimmy Graham has a hip injury, I guess. He was full goal yesterday, limited today. Uh, akeem hicks was uh limited today on thursday he had the day off yesterday uh jp holt's shoulder injury limited today was off yesterday or didn't practice or not on the list one of the two uh jalen johnson this was the name that concerned me has not practiced yet with a shoulder injury apparently it was something that he did in the houston uh game they're listing him as day-to-day right now not a fan uh of hearing that so uh, I wonder where we'll go from there. Will it be Kendall uh, Vildor that will come off the, uh, come off the bench to, to back him up? Will it be um, – um, I'm blanking on names now. Anyway, Kendall Vildor being a draft choice, he'll be one of the first guys uh, off the uh, bench. Will he be starting uh, if uh, Johnson doesn't go uh, on, on Sunday? Uh, Charles Leno I don't know if he had a day off on Wednesday but he's not on the injury report Wednesday limited with a toe injury on Thursday Khalil Mack full go yesterday but did not practice today because of the shoulder injury so not really sure what's going there but it is the same injury two weeks in a row as opposed to that really fun trend that he went from from back to hip to knee to shoulder and so he's sticking with the shoulder. Uh, darnell mooney's got a a nagging knee injury i guess but he's been full go this week buster screen still in concussion protocol hasn't practiced yet that would be the other concerning um uh, injury with the secondary of screen isn't going to be back yet uh and then james vauders knee injury full go yesterday limited today and i think uh, i I heard that today was only a walkthrough practice so the fact that some of these guys that were full go yesterday that are limited today not very concerning to me I'll be more interested to see what the injury report looks like tomorrow if the Bulls the Bulls the Bears do have a, a full practice and um, see how uh, see how that goes but uh, Jalen Johnson is the name on that list that I'm most concerned with right now uh, Khalil Mack just seems to be that guy that the NFL or the Bears feel the need to report that he's got something nagging but he's going to play no matter what no matter what so Khalil Mack is only I think Khalil's only missed those two games he missed in 2018 Uh, and um, he's played in every single game other than that so I'm not too concerned with whether or not Khalil will be there on Sunday but Jalen Johnson not participating is worrisome because uh, as you heard me and uh, Chris Gates talking uh, yesterday you know Justin Jefferson had our number in that first matchup and the last thing that we need is a weekend secondary with that kid running around uh, not just terrorizing us. He's been doing it to the entire NFL. I think he's your your leader in the clubhouse as far as offensive rookies of the year uh, right now because he's like among the lead leader in in just about every stat so far uh, this season. So he's a heavy favorite right now to walk away uh, with that award. So anyway, that's our injury report. Those are news and notes. Let's go ahead and take a quick break with our – uh, give our sponsors a chance to earn some of their cash, and we'll get right back here with keys to the game. The Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online knows you might not be able to get out to a game this year, but you can still get in on the action at Bet Online. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head on over to BetOnline today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Support for the Bears Talk Underground also comes from Manscaped. The holidays are here. Have you made your wish list yet? Our sponsor today has the number one wished for gift of the year. Manscaped, the best in below and above the belt grooming. Manscaped is here to ensure you're taking care of your manhood and nose hairs with their new performance package. Ho, 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 fellas. Naughty or nice, tis the season to perform. You are in luck because the Manscaped performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle and makes for the perfect gift imagine opening an attractive box that says your balls will thank you with the most sought-after gadgets and scents a person could find included in this package is the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer which is waterproof and uses a 9,000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system look guys 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, so why not use the best tools for the job here? This bundle also includes the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. The dads can't stop talking about this, the teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Tis the season to Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best package of all, the Manscaped Performance Package. And let's not forget their famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and the Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the Manscaped Package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer and is hot off the presses. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ARMCHAIR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, at manscaped.com and use the code ARMCHAIR. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa proud. Thank you, Manscaped, for making our holes look sexy. And with that, let's get back to the show. <coughs> I know Minnesota is not the Houston Texans. Uh, they're a better football team than Houston is, I believe, especially on the defensive side. Uh, they might be in the bottom half of the of the league defensively, but they're not the 31st ranked defense uh, like we played. But um, I'm very much uh, thinking that the Bears should kind of stick to what worked for them last week uh, against the Texans with a few tweaks uh, here uh, and there so um, number one the we've got to be better with um, pre-snap penalties false starts and things that we've had that happen way too many times uh, this year I mean that first drive I mean think about the first drive of the second half in, in that Texans game you get that huge pass play to Allen Robinson on that slant we get deep into Texans territory and then after some, uh, then after a few free pre-snap penalties, we're at like first and twenty-five or something insane like that. It absolutely killed the drive, and we had to settle for the field goal as opposed to, you know, being able to score our first, only our second touchdown uh, of the of the season in the third quarter and, and really put the game away uh, against the Texans. Not that they had much of a chance of creeping back, but you know, thirty-seven to seven beats the hell out of uh, you know thirty-three. Uh, to seven and so i just uh would have preferred would have preferred that but um you know th- this constant um the constant ability of uh you know getting in our own way with these pre-snap uh you know penalties and, and such is uh you know frustrating to to watch you know it's like are we professionals or are, are we not how do we not know where to stand how are we constantly jumping off sides or how are the offensive players biting on the hard on, on the hard uh count and Uh, and things like that. So it's like, I would really like to see us uh, eliminate some of that stuff because, you know, we've been playing better on offense, but we're also not that, not so good on offense that we can afford to keep making these kinds uh, of mistakes. We're, 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 we're not there yet. So um, we need to, to uh, reduce those, uh, reduce those penalties to, to, you know, to, to make things easier for ourselves uh, in the, in, in the offense. So uh, but offensively, it's simple. Stick to the running game. Give David Montgomery the football. Let him do what he has been doing. Uh, his uh, uptick in the offense has, uh, you know, his uh, it has increased tremendously since uh, Bill Lazor started calling the place um, because he wasn't there for the first game. That was Blazer's first game as play caller. But since the, the Green Bay game, uh, he's put up big numbers in the, running, un, in the running game, but also at the same time, we're not using him enough. And I think that is a consensus from no matter who you talk to, no matter who you talk to, uh, you know, from the fat guy on the couch all the way up to, you know, any talking heads, uh, you know, like Olin Krutz, the all pro and, and things like that, every one of them, It's like we need to be using David Montgomery more. He needs to be – he needs to have – he still hasn't had that 20-25 to carry game. And and I know that that's not the offense that, you know, that Nagy envisioned or that he brought with him from Kansas City or whatever. But you know what? That doesn't matter. You're not in Kansas City, okay? We don't have the – Tyreek Hills and the, the Miko Hardmans, uh, you know, and all those other guys. We don't have a Travis Kelsey. I hope one day we can say Cole Komet is in that uh, neighborhood, but we've got a, a young and up-and-coming tight end in, in Cole Komet who's still learning how to play the game at this level. We have Jimmy Graham who's awesome in the red zone but pretty much useless everywhere else, uh, or at least that's what I'm seeing uh, out there. You know, Allen Robinson – a great receiver, uh, but this year not as reliable as he was in the past as far as winning those 50-50 balls and everything. So we've got deficits uh, you know, on the offensive side where we can uh, – we're not the Kansas City Chiefs, and we need to stick with what we're good at and make the defense stop us from doing that. And the other thing is on the rare occasion where we're getting – nothing or only one yard or getting stuff in the backfield it's the NFL that's going to happen run the ball again do it again (laughs) you know it just seems like any time that that happens that page of the playbook gets torn out uh you know and we don't run the football again until it's been a really long time uh for I mean just the fact that we were up 23 points on Houston at halftime and David Montgomery, who had 100 yards at halftime, didn't touch the football until the first play of the fourth quarter is mind-boggling to me. It is absolutely unacceptable. That can't happen on against Minnesota. We go into the lead, excuse me, we go into the halftime with a lead. We need to come out running the football against Minnesota. We need to make it the David Montgomery show. And sure sprinkle patterson in there for his sweeps and you know stuff like that that's what he's good at but you know like i said and i'll beat this into the ground until i see the bears actually do it uh every time i i think about using david montgomery or how we should use him i think about that drive in that playoff game back in 05 with thomas jones carrying the ball like nine straight plays it was all runs, and it was a touchdown. We just buried the ball down Seattle's throat, and this is one of the better defenses in the league, mind you, and we were pounding it down their throats, and Thomas Jones and the offensive line imposed their will on that defense and put a touchdown on the board. I would love, I would love to see us do that. I would love to see us try, at least. I mean, I would I would be giddy with excitement if I saw us run the ball four times in a row. I can't think of a time we've done that at all this year. I can't think of a time that we've done that. You know, just call the running play, line it up, put a hat on a hat, let the running back do what he does because Montgomery's playing some high-level ball right now. You know, he's, uh, you know, if if we if we let him loose, I believe he could crack 1,000 yards over these last few games. I think he could do it. So I, th- I think he's in – I think he'd need about 350 or something like that to to make that happen. Um, And with the way he's running, that's not impossible. So we just have to give him the football to give him the chance to do it. And I think this Vikings game would be a great opportunity uh, for us to try because keeping the ball on our side, moving the chains, keeping the clock rolling, keeps it out of Dalvin Cook's hands. It keeps the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands so he can't be looking for Rudolph and that kid Justin Jefferson who's going to smoke us once or twice uh, in this football game. So, you know, the Vikings are not as explosive as, uh, you know, say Green Bay or De- even Detroit. Um, but still, they have a home run hitter uh, in Jefferson who can hurt us, and it's, it's only going to take one. So uh, I want to give that kid as few opportunities as possible to, uh, to hurt the Bears, especially with what we may or may not be looking at in the secondary on Sunday we might be going out going there without Jalen Johnson on Sunday that kind of scares the hell out of me right now so I would prefer if uh, we did everything that we could on offense to keep the ball out of Minnesota's hands so that uh, that kid has as few opportunities as possible to uh, to hurt us uh, in this upcoming uh, matchup so I want us to get with the running game I want to stick with the running game I would just love to see what that would look like You know, to to see what what it would look like to run David Montgomery uh, on four straight plays or to have a drive, eight or nine play drive where we're just pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. Leave Montgomery out there. I don't want to see Cordell Patterson on the field one time in that drive, least of all in the goddamn backfield. Like, hand it off to 32, let him do what he does, man. Let him do what he does. He's been the best player on the field the last three weeks, and uh, we need to see more of him, not less. So, stick with the running game. Stick with the running game. Stick with the running game. On defense, Kirk Cousins is not Deshaun Watson. So the aggressiveness that we showed at times, uh, you know, blitzing Roquan Smith and sending him, I think, would work gangbusters uh, against the uh, against the Vikings because the straight up pass rush. I mean, I also really like some of the things that Picano did. Uh, last week he, the, the way that he schemed it uh, you know r- really kind of set us up to succeed uh, last week and he really did a, a good job of scheming it so that guys like Akeem Hicks and uh, Khalil Mack had one-on-one uh, matchups forcing the offensive line to double team other guys to leave Mack and Hicks one-on-one and Bilal Nichols uh, who's a much better pass rusher than I think a run stuffer uh, to be honest with you But uh, you know, just stay aggressive on defense. Get after Kirk Cousins. He's a good quarterback, but he's uh, he's not immune from making mistakes, especially if you're in his face. And that's something that was, I think, lacking in the first matchup. The Bears just weren't getting uh, to Cousins. He sat back there uh, and he picked us apart, and you know was able to get his first Monday Night win ever uh, against us. And thank yeah, he used us to break that streak. Hip hip hooray. So uh, I would really like to not see that happen again and, um, you know, would really like to see us stay aggressive like we did against Deshaun Watson from about the mid-second quarter on. We were absolutely dominant in the pass rush. We sacked Watson seven times, uh, you know. And, and the, the last one kind of goes with that. Steal a possession with a takeaway. We had, uh, you know, Khalil ripping the ball out of somebody's hands, uh, last week on the forced fumble, unfortunately we didn't do anything on offense, but it killed the drive where Houston was starting to move the football, steal a possession with a takeaway. Dalvin Cook has served up a few fumbles for us in the games that we've played uh, against him, so he's not immune to it. As good a running back as he's been, he will fumble the ball from time to time. So I'd like to see the Bears uh, take advantage uh, of that, and even if it's uh, you know like the other turnover we had against Houston. Uh, I believe it was it was either a punt return or a kick return, one of the two. Uh, Sherrick McManus came in and punched the ball out, and uh, I think it was Ryan Nall or Josh Woods or something like that that uh, made the recovery, gave the balls back to the Bears in Houston territory. So if we can steal a possession like that, even if it only puts a field goal uh, on the board, that's, uh, that's gravy uh, for us. I mean, the first game was 19-13. to I think it will be a little bit more high scoring this time around hopefully with the advantage on our side uh, of the scoreboard for a change but um you know i don't think it's going to be as as uh stagnant a game as that was because not only did we not play well the game itself was actually pretty boring so uh I, i would like to see a bit more a bit more action a bit more excitement this time around and i think if we if we go with this if we if we do what we did against houston only tailor it to uh minnesota i think we'll be fine on Sunday I really do so I'm, I'm not dreading this as like oh well we're going to Minnesota so that means we're automatically gonna lose blah 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 It's like no I really like our chances uh, on Sunday it's like based alone on on what we're bringing to the table offensively that we did not have uh, the first time around that we didn't we didn't have David Montgomery the first time around we had our worst offensive line configuration of the season uh, against minnesota those guys couldn't those guys couldn't block anything man they couldn't block the sun for christ's sake it was terrible and um you know Foles is is not out there we got mitch the more athletic uh, of the two uh quarterbacks who's also kind of on a hot streak right now as well so you've got a confident mitch out there so i'm interested to see how it's all going to turn out uh on sunday very excited to see how this game is going to Uh, play out and honestly guys i really like our chances to win which of course means we're gonna lose but you know that's just me uh (laughs) but uh if you know if i was a betting man if i had to to make a pick i'm picking the bears i really really like the bears to win this game uh on sunday and for us to move ahead of the vikings get back to 500 for the first time in uh when were we five and five? Well, we when we lost to Minnesota, we lost to Minnesota to go f- to become a five hundred football team. Now we're going to beat Minnesota to become a five hundred team with two games left in the season, sitting at seven and seven with the Jaguars and the Packers left on our schedule. So, I think that's going to do it for me uh, this week, and um, you know, looking forward to the game on Sunday. I am excited, and uh, hopefully, my excitement will not. Uh, <laughs> will not be uh, spurned by the Bears and uh, force me into uh, explicit tag episodes as I curse into knee-jerk reactions and bear-ups and bear-downs and everything. So come back on Monday for Bear Up and Bear Down, see how that all shook out. And uh, did we get our second victory in a row? Are we really entrenched in the playoff race? Where are we, actually? Did Arizona win? Because if we're tied with Minnesota, we have a tiebreaker over uh, or excuse me arizona if we're tied with arizona if we have a uh, if we're tied with arizona if we're both seven and seven the bears are in and arizona is out i'm not sure what the tiebreaker is but uh the bears have a tiebreaker over arizona maybe it's common opponents or something like that who knows but um yeah we would have the we would have the tiebreaker over arizona so if arizona loses and we win we're both seven and seven we're the seventh seed Uh, in the playoffs. (laughs) Now it's a matter of staying there uh, and and, and not uh, falling off. So we'll see. We will see. So come back on Monday. See where we're at for the bear ups and bear downs. Who gets the game balls? Who's our MVB? Or will it be another one of those situations like, you know what? No bear ups. No MVB. Screw this team. I quit. So come back and tune in. Find out which one of those scenarios will play itself out on Monday. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been The Bears Talk Underground.